The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Ritter Greg. Well, welcome to the show. We did not defeat the Buccaneers, as you well know by now. But the Buck, where does the Buck stop? We're going to hit on that and more here on show 358. All right, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have the postgame for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They came to our house, and, well, we saw the outcome. Interesting game. We'll talk about it. And, of course, the pregame for the Ravens, the Blackbirds. And let me tell you, man, this is going to be a stretch of games. We're going to need to win. We're going to hit on that. And then the bone line, of course. And that should round it out for this show. Before I start the show, uh, the elections. Let's just talk a little bit of politics. Yeah. <laughs> Colorado and Washington both legalized marijuana for its use as a, well, pop a beer, smoke a doobie. Casual use, that is, and made it legal. And the NFL says the smoking lamp is still off for players in the NFL. So I'm sorry, the Broncos can't roll a spleef or take a big hookah to the game. And neither can the Seattle Seahawks. I'm sorry, put down the blunt and just uh, back away until the commissioner can figure this one out. <laughs> I love it. This is the postgame for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Came to Oakland and, well, they, they handled their business. We're going to hit on that and what we did well and not so well in this game. Well, it's time for my Carson Palmer rant part of the show because it seems like every game, win or lose, Carson Palmer is getting some kind of shoe in his ass. Well, you know what? I I just think all you guys, I understand he threw three picks, none of them at a great time, and probably cost us the game at the end. But listen, man. Look around in the NFL. Look around at how many quarterbacks are putting up 400 yards a game. Yes, we got our issues, but it's not him. He's doing his job. Drop passes, bad protection, you name it, man. He's getting pummeled, and then he's getting pummeled by the fans. I think that's some bullshit, and I think you guys got to back the hell off and just take a look around the other 32, man. You want to have Jake Locker in here? I can go down the list. I mean, come on, man. Matt Hasselback, you want him here? So, you know what? Be happy with who we got passing the rock. We need a few pieces here, folks. Okay, enough of that. 
The game was out of control from the beginning. I mean, Doug Martin, I, you know what? You know, it's terrible when you're wishing your team had a player from the other team. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Des Bryant got hurt. Well, he had a rapid heartbeat. We lost both our running backs with high ankle sprains with classically take a very long time to heal. What a freaking surprise that is, huh? Are you guys surprised that McFadden's injured for the rest of the season? And then Goodson might be out for just as long or they'll hobble their way to the end of the year. Thank you by the great and wonderful Oz of football, Greg, a Wizard of Oz nap. We've been talking about it for a while, and now it finally happened, and McFadden is done. So I expect, and I'm not trying to be a pessimist here, but a realist, that the rest of the season will be for naught. That's what happened last year when we lost McFadden. We had no running game, and, well, the season took a big, giant crap. So with that being said, we have no McFadden. We have no Goodson. Looks like we're going to look for Taiwan Jones to fill the role at this time. This game was insane. This game <laughs> it was a game of excesses, man. I mean, Doug Martin, our defense. What? What? <laughs> what can I say? I mean, here you have a guy, uh, one of many, mind you, running backs in the last few years that have made a record and a name for themselves on the Oakland Raiders. Doug Martin, 26 carries for 200 and 51 yards, 251, 251 of the hardest yards to look at in my doggone Raider history with, incidentally, four touchdowns. Also, Freeman ran wild uh, for first time, first down after first down. We couldn't defend the pass. We certainly couldn't defend the run. We couldn't defend Jack shit. Until three minutes left in the game. Now, I don't understand why the Raiders can't score points earlier. I said in the last show that this was would be a game where we had to score points and score them fast. I knew this was going to be a high-scoring game because the defenses are about the same. The only problem here is I did not foresee this Doug Martin phenomena, and I'm sure you didn't either. I know we were all concerned but our defense have been taking care of the run fairly well. I mean, not not traumatically well, but better than average until this game. So, you know, the whole team is responsible for this one. I You can't put it on Palmer. I won't. Um, the wide receivers, come on, catch some freaking balls. I mean, there's some great, great things, too. I mean, Carson Palmer threw the Brock 61 times, man. That's crazy. And he got no help from his right tackle, Willie Smith, who was a, a cushion to be pushed over almost every play. You know, I can't wait to replace that guy. I think Khalif Barnes is going to come back to replace him because he sucks. But Carson put up 414 yards, four touchdowns. Yes, three interceptions. But when you throw the ball 61 times, give me a break. Marcel Reese, eight touches for 95 yards and a touchdown. Brandon Myers, two TDs. The true blue go-to guy finally found a replacement, I think, um, for our tight ends that we were and been missing. And I'm wondering where Ashbury is. He needs to show up, and I mean like soon. 
Okay, so the Raider Nation, I mean, the ones that stayed, people were leaving, you know, on the second, you know, in the half, we were getting blown out. And then the third quarter, just like last time, people started leaving. And then a miracle happened. The Raiders just came back out of nowhere, you know, and then had this fantastic comeback, which was, with three minutes left, was stifled by an interception. But, I mean, gosh, man, you thought we had a chance to win that damn game, and we did have a chance to win that game. And, you know, if not for the interception, we could have won that game if we would have just dinked and dunked it down the field. And, uh, well, I don't know who who to blame for that one other than the, the quarterback not throwing the ball in the right place in triple coverage, actually. I don't think there was a receiver for the Raiders anywhere near there. Okay, so when you're passing the ball 61 yards, that means you're not running it for crap. And that's what happened in this game. And, uh, well, that's that's it. That was the end, basically, until the three minutes part came up. And what I don't understand is, in this game, why couldn't the Raiders score earlier? What kept them from, you know, I mean, the three and outs, surely you, it can't be till the half that they figured out that they didn't have a running game after McFadden got hurt. Why weren't we passing the ball early? And why weren't we trying to score more? I don't. I don't know. I don't know what happens to this team, and and when it comes down to the last seconds of the game, it comes to life. It's a good thing, but it's hard to see, man. Because you know, I'm telling you, I know one thing: the fans came through. The Coliseum was just freaking rocking loud for the people who were there. It was crazy loud, and uh, it was an epic noise as coined by Raider Take, epic is a word that I would use for that yelling. We tried to yell our way to a win, and, well, it is what it is. We ended that game with a loss, and it's not because we didn't try. Ten points, they got that last touchdown kind of because we, we, we didn't have any time left, and that was kind of a gimme. So really, we're three points away from tying this game, and actually a touchdown away from winning it. Just like we played the doggone Atlanta Falcons. A vaguely, you know, I mean, <laughs> you play a game and you're in it to the very end and then you lose. So that's football. That's what it's like. That's what we got right now. Our team is a work in progress. And this game is in the books. And that is all I have to say about that. Now, we can listen to Dennis Allen go on about this loss, but I'm going to tell you one thing that I cannot take again. It's hard for me to even listen to this guy. If he says at the end of the day, one more fucking time, I'm going to blow my head off. I think at the end of the day. This quote I have hated for a long time before he became our coach, and I was hoping that it was just a hiccup I hear in there saying that he would lose, but it's not the case. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, at the end of the week. I don't give a shit about the end of the day. I give a shit about what happens during the day. 
And by the way, we all know what happens at the end of the day. At the end of the day, you get ready to go to bed and wait for the next freaking day. What a stupid saying. I hate it. At the end of the day. Stop saying it. I can't stand it. And I just, it just, ugh, it's irritating. Yeah, both of them have high ankle sprains. Darren had an x-ray that was negative and an MRI also that was negative. Darren's a competitor. He wanted to be back out there. So we put him back out there, came in at halftime, and um, he just wasn't going to be able to, to do it. So we uh, we kept him out the rest of the game. Coach Tampa Bay came in with concerns about their offensive line. And yet when you look at the film now, why do you think they were so successful against your front seven? Well, I mean, I think they did a nice job of executing uh, what they were trying to do. You know, really it boils down to our defense. Enough in the second half yesterday. Dennis, your head coach, so obviously you're in charge of everything, but as a defensive guy, how painful is it going through those plays when you see oh, hey. after play after play? Well, listen, it hurts. You know, it hurts. Um, you know, but uh, uh, there are things that we've got to get corrected. And uh, uh, at the end of the day, their, their guy made the play and, and we didn't. And, uh, you know, we got to learn from those mistakes and we got to be able to get it corrected. Were you making adjustments during the game and, and you just beat different schemes or was it? Yeah, it was, it was different schemes that we had up. And uh, it was an issue of when you have an opportunity, you know, we got we to make the tackle when we get an opportunity. And, um, you know, hey, listen, the guy's a good runner. Um, and they were running the ball good coming into the game and they ran the ball good uh, against us. Um, and uh, the thing that we got to do a better job of is, uh, you know, eliminating those things where they don't become, you know, they may be 10 or 15 yard gains, but we got to be able to get them down to 10 or 15 yards and not, you know, 70. Today, as you look at the tape and stuff and look at the interceptions by Carson, it, did you see it? It looked like they were just not on the same page, the receivers. Well, a little bit of that, but Carson was hurried on a couple of those throws and, and uh, you know, I think he said this uh, yesterday and he'd say it again today that, you know, uh, there's a couple throws in that game that he wished he had back uh, that, uh, you know, maybe weren't the best decisions. So, um, but, you know, obviously he was a big part of why we were able to get back into the football game too. So, uh, but those are things that we got to continue to work on in the passing game. And uh, we've got to be better in protection. We've got to be better executing on the, uh, you know, timing of the route. Are the receivers, though, Canaries more specifically, are they, is he on the same page with Carson? Throughout the course of the game, or well, I mean, I think you know, obviously, it's not it's not perfect on every single play, uh, but uh, I would say for the most part um, that the passing game has been pretty much in sync. Who's playing uh, running back? <laughs> you want to play? Sure. <laughs> no, uh, you know, both Darren and, and Goody uh, did not practice today. Um, I'm not going to make any decision on whether they're playing or not until uh, Friday after practice. We'll see how the rest of the week plays out. Um, but, you know, obviously we've got a plan in place if either or both of those guys are not able to play. The fact that you didn't sign someone reflection that you think that they're closer than I think it's a reflection that we feel like we've got some guys in-house that we feel like, you know, can step in if, if need be. And uh, uh, that's the way it is. It, you know, anywhere in the NFL. I mean, it's really a next man up philosophy. And, um, you know, you, you, you know, we're going to have to count on some guys to step up potentially and, and, and uh, fill a bigger role. So, but uh, we'll know more at the end of the week exactly what we got to do. Could it be, so you always strive for balance, obviously, but it could, could it be a situation that you're more comfortable just 
not worrying about the balance and using the guys that you have to try and execute a game plan rather than well i think I, th I think at the end of the day the the biggest key is developing a game plan that you think gives you the best chance to have success and i've said that before i mean whether it's running it 50 times or throwing it 50 times i mean We've got to do what we feel like gives us the best opportunity to have success. And, um, you know, and then once you get into the game, you know, sometimes you got to make adjustments. And uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have a game plan, uh, you know, that we feel like gives us a chance to be successful against Baltimore. Our Oakland Raiders travel to Baltimore. That's right. The Ravens Nest in Baltimore welcomes the silver and black for this contest. Boy, it sure looks familiar. Perhaps like last weekend. Let's go. 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 I'm a Baltimore Raven. Well, our Oakland Raiders travel to Baltimore, another one of their cross-country trips on this epic mileage for a season, to play the Baltimore Ravens, led by Joe Flacco and Ray Rice, which is really kind of scary when you think of Josh Freeman and uh, this new kid, Doug Martin, who just chewed the living daylights out of us. So, you know, these, these teams are very, very much the same. And I think the attack the Raiders have to put on them is just the same. I don't mean waiting till the third quarter to do anything. I mean put up as many points as quickly as you possibly can. Because Ray Lewis is out of the games. I think Suggs might be out too. He could be part of it, but he's been injured. So we'll see. But, you know, the game is just going to be very similar to the game we just had. It's going to be a real high-scoring game. You know, unless we can't get Taiwan Jones around the edge or force him into a seam, it could be a long day. Now, he hasn't done very much. He's not very impressive. And as explosive as Dennis Allen wants to say he is, he's not. We know he's not. Marcel Reese might be the fullback. I'm not sure. We're going to have a tough time running that football, but we got to get someone to run the damn ball. There's nothing wrong with Carson passing 61 times as long as he doesn't get the three INTs. Their backs are pretty damn good, and it's going to be tough to get the ball as tight as we did against the Bucks. It's going to be a hard game. We cannot settle for field goals in this game, and we cannot settle for three and outs. We must keep our defense off the field as much as possible 
because the run that will happen if 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 the Joe Flacco Ray Rice machine is is in full motion, we could get completely gutted this week. And I'm hoping that the three tackles and four missed tackles that we had last week were a lesson learned by the defense. Now we're going to get Aaron Curry back. I don't know if he's going to even play. I don't know if he's going to play position, if he's going to play special teams maybe. Until he gets into football shape, I don't expect much out of him. So we have to stick next to Rolando McClown and hope he works for a job because that's what all these guys are going to be working for. We don't start winning some damn games up in the house up in here. Now, Flacco can hurt you in the air, too. Torrey Smith's no joke. They have a myriad of players that can catch the ball. We just have to be ready for it. And, um, well, like I said, this is going to be very much like the game we just played. Flacco can run the 15 yards, too, if you give him an open field like we gave Freeman. I mean, the defense definitely has to step up, and so does the offense. I mean, our team is not that good. What a surprise. Aloha to the Hall of Famer Rod Woodson in Hawaii for the Hawaii-Boise State game. How are you today, Rod? I'm doing wonderful, guys. Thanks. Yeah, I guess you are. You're in Hawaii. <laughs> I am in a while. It was so nice. I got here early this time. So oh. uh, yesterday I got to go to the beach right here in Waikiki oh. and uh, and lay out and give me some color. <laughs> I could spend eleven years in Hawaii, Ron, and not acquire any color. <laughs> how many trips? Well, yeah, how many I, trips at, at Pro Bowl, or how many times you go over there, Ron? Oh, I came over eleven times. Whoa! Yeah, as a Pro Bowl, I mean, I, we love Hawaii. It's a great place. I mean, it's it's you know. You're in the bay. I left the bay yesterday, and I had a sweatsuit on. Mm -hmm. And I got here in Hawaii, and I was sweating. <laughs> yeah. So I had, to, I had to take that. I had to take that off, and I got into some shorts, some flip flops, and you know, it's a great life to live. Yeah, yeah. Rod Woodson with us. He's in Hawaii here, ninety-five point seven. The game, Rod. How much of the running game burden can Taiwan Jones realistically carry this week? <sighs> it's going to be tough. You know, um, you know the great thing about Taiwan is that he's fastest. He's one of the fastest running backs I've ever seen. Uh, this guy, you know, I know last year in practice he would hit the corner and he would just take away the angles, you know, uh, of all the defenders in practice. And you know, I, I would hope, I would hope that the you know Greg Knapp and everybody on offense staff would find a way to get him in space against players because you have to let him use his speed. That's his best asset. Well, Rod, the flip side is you've got a defense that just gave up almost 250 to Doug Martin, and now with basically the same set, you're going to face Ray Rice. It's like ingesting tetrodotoxin and just hoping for the best. Don't uh, they have a better idea? Yeah, you, you know... <laughs> I've been talking with that, or talking about that, you know, all week with different people who who've been watching the Raiders, and you know, it, it's really it's everybody's fault. D line linebackers, uh, secondary. Um, if the D line and linebackers make mistakes, uh, normally the secondary needs to be there to to make up for it and to limit the, those runs that he was getting to only twenty yard runs 
or 15-yard runs. But the secondary, they were taking poor angles. They were missing tackles in the open field. And, yeah, you, you know, you got Ray Rice coming in, and, and Ray Rice is a dynamic player. He can catch a ball out of the backfield. They're a big physical offensive line. And you got to hope that the defensive line for the Raiders, Seymour and Kelly and all those guys, that they have some pride about themselves and give and somebody rise up and and lead these guys and, and play good football. Uh, Rod, it looks like Seymour's not playing this week. Well, then hopefully Kelly. <laughs> and if, even if Richard's not playing, still be a leader. You know, I don't know if he's going to travel with the team. That's up to the head coach. But you know, your veterans need to be leaders, and and I think that's one of the main things. And I thought it was the main thing we were missing last year on defense. Is that they just don't have a vocal leader, a, a person that they can rally around, a person that can, uh, you know, police the locker room, uh, talk to the players on the field. Coaches only can do so much for these players. At the end of the day, X's and O's, they don't, they do not move. But players move on the field, and players need to take responsibility. And you know, hopefully, somewhere along the line, before the season's over, that the Oakland Raider defensive players will take responsibility. And do you think it's really Dennis Allen and Reggie McKenzie's job heading into the off season to find players who can not only play but come out and help lead younger players? Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, this is the thing. You know, every every GM, every head coach, when they come to a new place, they want to get rid of all the coaches. They want to get rid of all the players they think that don't fit their system. And I think, to me, the coaches that last, the coaches that, you know, spend a long time at one spot as a head coach, you, you just don't get rid of everybody. You know, I, I thought in my mind, you know, you, you bring in Bartell, you bring in Shante Spencer, you bring in a couple other guys, they're all travelers. They were, they were no, none of those players they brought in really spent a lot of time in one place outside of Bartell and Spencer. They both did. Both those guys are hurt all the time. And what are they? They're hurt. And I know Bartell, I don't know if he's playing this week or not. I know, you know, I know he's getting healthier, but I don't know if he's going to play. I, I, I just think somewhere along the line, it's, it is their responsibility to find in, to find some veterans who can mingle in with the, with the young guys that they do have, which, you know, um, and hopefully they can get that through the draft um, this year, you know, or excuse me, next year when, it's, when it comes up, they, they'll have some draft picks. Um, yeah, they'll have a first-rounder for the first time in quite a while. So, you know, I, I think you have to build your team, and Reggie McKenzie knows this because he spent so much time in Green Bay. You have to build that team, your teams, through the draft, and then, and then free agency is a bonus. Our Raiders analyst Rod Woodson joins us here with the Rise guys on the game. Looking at the defense then, Rod, which players would you keep going forward into next year? Who are going to be the core guys that they stick with? Well, the first player that you definitely would keep is, is Burris, the middle linebacker. I mean, he has played extremely well for the Oakland Raiders. A young guy, a downhill linebacker. Uh, you know, when you... When you really play bad, you know, everybody in your defense is really uh, playing for a spot next year. Um, you know, I don't know if Richard Seymour would be coming back. I don't know if Thomas Kelly would be coming back. But then if they don't come back, who's going to take their spot? I mean, that's the question every single year that uh, GMs and head coaches have to uh, pose to themselves. You know, they really have some nice safeties, um, you know, Huff and, and Branch and, 
You know, I, I know Matt was hurt. Uh, you know, Mike Mitchell. The only problem with the safety is that they're not ball hawks. You know, they they really don't get to the football a whole bunch. Um, you know, their cornerbacks are all, you know, all travelers. They're not, you know, those corners really haven't done a lot in their in their pro career. So it's hard to say to come to the Raiders, you're going to do better. Um, I I just really think they need to look at it and get some real playmakers somehow, some way. Uh, but like I said, it's a process. You know, winning football is a process. The only bad thing about it is that a lot of times head coaches don't get three years, four years to do it, you know. And I think Dennis will because I think uh, Reggie will be a little patient with him. Um, you know, but they're heading in the right direction on offense. That's a positive. Hey, let's, talk about, let's talk about that. You know, at least they're <laughs> scoring some points yeah. over there. Uh, but, you know, when you're scoring 23 points on offense and you're still giving up almost 29 points on defense, you know, it's hard to win football games. Rod, before we let you get back to the beach here, as we mentioned, you, of course, <laughs> excelled for both teams, Raiders and Ravens. Can you tell us what it was like playing with Ray Lewis? Oh, Ray was tremendous, man. Um, you know, when I first got there with Ray, Ray was a third-year uh, player, and uh, you know he was still finding his way. Um, but th- his development in the four years that I was there, um, talking to the team, talking to uh, the community, being around in the community, was just a great leap. Um, the year, the first year I got there, he he, he kind of reminded me of one of my older kids. And by the time I left, he was talking he was talking more like me, an older guy that's been in the league a, a long time, and uh, just a great individual. He's one of those individuals that if you want to have a friend, you need to make one call to get you out of trouble. Ray Lewis would be the guy I would call. Rod Woodson. In Hawaii, getting ready for Boise State and Hawaii. Thanks, Rod. We appreciate it. Have a great call. Have a great weekend. I appreciate it, guys. Uh, so it's not all bleak for the Raiders. They're scoring some points. Yeah, and they're playing a, a Ravens defense that's just you know softer on the edges than it was just because they've been beat up a little bit. At least you got that because you know Carson Palmer's going to throw. Can we win this game? Yes, we can. Will we win this game? I'm not sure. It depends on who shows up and plays football. Uh, The Raiders have done a pretty good job on the away games this year, and, well, we got just as good a chance as any. We're a team on the bubble, and uh, we can hurt people if they're not ready for us, and that is all I have to say about that. And guess what? We have a media release. Doesn't happen much, but here we go. November 13th at Emeryville Office Depot. Jacoby Ford will be signing autographs on one item. Bring it with ya. Get in line no later than 5 p.m. Because it'll be going from 4.30 till 5.40. An autograph session. You'll have to get a wristband, however, at that particular Home Depot. But Jacoby's going to be donating 500 backpacks to needy kids for the Oakland's Children's Hospital, which is a great thing. You know, we at the Firehouse support Children's Hospital. It's a great, great thing for the Alameda County, actually Northern California. All kids get sent there for big-time problems. So if you have a kid or think you know a kid that's worth it, donate to Children's Hospital, man, because it's well worth it. They do some great things for children there. It's an amazing place. Jacoby's laying it out for us. 
There'll be some cheerleaders there. It'll be a romp as a fair. Check it out if you dare. All right, it's time for the phone line, 1-800-620-7181, 1-800-620-7181. Get on the bone line and throw us a bone because we're all kind of freaked out in here and we can ease each other's tensions, if you know what I mean. Let's also not forget Raider Nation Videocast. RaiderNationVideocast.com. Find us on YouTube. Randy's been cranking out some pretty doggone awesome videos. Check out the games, the fans, the fun that you can have in Oakland. Recorded right there, live in HD. Randy does a great job. Check them out. Okay, who's first caller of the show? And our first caller is Raider Sambo. Hello, Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. Uh, this is Raider Sambo. I just wanted to call and put in my two cents. Um, I actually went to this game, me and my family, my mom, my dad, my niece and nephew, and my girlfriend and myself. If there's any Raider fans that listen to this podcast and have never been to a game, I highly recommend it. It's uh, such a fun experience, and especially whenever you have the pleasure of watching such an awesome game as it, as it was this weekend against the Buccaneers. Yeah, and even though we lost, it's still a pretty entertaining game. That leads to my next thought is uh, I really feel like people need to get off Palmer's nuts. Even the people I was sitting next to, you know, told me about how much I hate Carson Palmer. And, you know, I think people are, you know, need to realize that he's not an Aaron Rodgers. He's not a, you know, Tony Romo. Thank God. He's not a Tom Brady. Dan Manning, he's Carson Walker, and he's he's a smart guy. He's a great quarterback. You know, he's getting a little long in the tooth, but if it wasn't for him, we would have never been in this game. He had nothing to do with Doug Martin setting a rookie record, you know, running for 250 yards, four touchdowns. It wasn't his fault. He brought us back in that game. We were down 10 to 28 at a certain point. He came back, brought it to 32 to 35. Yes, he threw some interceptions, and he needs to learn that in a situation where it's 32 to 35 and you need to drive and get a field goal and tie it up or a touchdown to win, he needs to be more veteran-like and realize, man, just take the sack or throw it away. I get why there are Palmer haters when he does things like that. But it was his doing that brought us back in the game. I don't know what it is. It seems like a lot of wide receivers are running the wrong route. I think, you know, that's something that Reggie McKenzie is going to evaluate in the offseason is do we have the right pieces around Palmer? You know, I think Moore is a pretty good wide receiver. So is Hayward Bay. You know, so is the tight end Myers. But, you know, I saw, you know, some drop passes. It seems like every, at least two or three times a game, receivers run the wrong route. And I get that, you know, McFadden and Goodson both got hurt in this game. But I'd say, you know, brain on Tywin Jones. Let's see what he's got to offer in the zone blocking scheme. We know what uh, McFadden and Goodson can give us. Let's see if Tywin Jones can uh, can get the running game going. You know, that's all i got to say. Um, I'm sorry, Raider Greg. I couldn't find where the Raider Nation podcast booth was, you know, being my first time. So if this makes it to the show, I would like I would want you to announce which uh, parking lot you are in, if you're in A, B, C, or B, or whatever. 
because I really wanted to come there and meet you, meet Randy, uh, Keith for Kirk, you know, all that stuff. All right, well, thank you. Uh, Raider Nation. I agree with the Carson Palmer thing. I don't think anyone outside of the Raider Nation is really giving him a hard time, and I think we should knock it off. He's the only reason we're doing anything on offense, really. And our tailgate is in the south parking lot. That's on the Hagenberger side of the Coliseum in the RV parking lot at the very end by the road. So it's as you come into the Coliseum, if you come in under the underpass there at Hagenberger, we're right around the corner. If not, walk yourself to the RVs, to the very end of the RVs. Uh, right there is where we always are all the time. So come check us out. I'm sorry we missed you, brother. I'm sure you had a good time, though. And next we have Money Man Has Spoken Rada. <laughs> I love this guy. Check him out. It's going to work me over. Yeah, this is Money Man Has Spoken Rada. Oh, Rada Greg, Rada Greg, Rada. Awesome Palmer. I hadn't talked to you in a while. It's been a minute. I was just sitting back watching, seeing how things were going, and Carson did well first the Steelers when he sat there and brought us back to a nice little victory. I listened to you, and I was like, okay, all right, maybe I can't actually believe in him because you believe in him so much, and I don't have my doubts talk bad about him and everything. And then uh, against them, uh, it was ugly. I was like, okay, yeah, it was ugly. And then the Atlanta game, and like we had a chance to win that one, and, yeah, he did what the template does, set down and blow the game. Mm. And then we said, well, next game we played, I believe it was Jacksonville, and we managed to pull it out, and then we went to KC and managed to pull that one out too, and, Everybody going crazy. Yeah, we got two game win streak. We on the road, this and that, and everybody playing well. And I'm sitting there, well, I think we haven't really played nobody seeing that the two teams combined for two and 14 records. I'm like, okay, if y'all want to believe, then okay, I, I'll go along for now. But we got Temple coming in, and they got a nice set of receivers and a pretty good running back, and quarterback's pretty good as well. So that should be a little test for us. We'll see what happens. And, man, oh, Lord, you already know. You saw it. I'm quite sure you did it. I hope that woke you up, man. I hope that woke you up to tell you that we ain't got a damn thing. This BS I hear about Michael Huff supposed to be out there in the corner set them guys' ass torched like Joan of Arc. The defensive line ain't worth a damn getting run up and down the field by what the what muscle hamster? I'm like, oh my God, look at this garbage. And surprisingly, we start coming back. Carson Palmer, touchdown Raiders. Touchdown Raiders, defense, standing up. I'm like, oh, look at her. Two-point conversion, and we just down by three? Then the defense make another stand, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, we might pull this thing out. Boy, if Carlson Palmer can get this job done for, I never talk bad about him again. 
And lo and behold, look what happened. Another boneheaded, mind-numbing interception. Now, I hope it will finally dawn on you that it's time. You know what I mean when I say it's time. It's time for Terrell Proud. Let's see what he can do. This season of watch, ain't no need going on with this. We already know what Cars can do. And he's going to blow lead after lead, or blow game after game. We ain't be in a position either to win or tied. He's going to do what he does best, the INT. It's time to move on. Get these old heads out of here that's non-productive, wasting money on them, that can't make a tackle, get off a block, or even make a block. Get them out of there, and let's go with the new regime and the new players as well. And with saying that, I'm out. I love your call, brother. I do love it so. I love it because it's kind of a synopsis of what everybody else has been looking at. Synopsis. 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 I think at the end of the day, it's synopsis. I do say this, though. Carson gives us our best shot. Now, maybe we lose a couple more games. Terrell Pryor should come in and throw the ball around a little bit. I don't know. But I know Carson gives us the best chance to win. And, uh, well, the numbers speak for themselves. I know the interceptions are high, but, man, the guy's throwing 60 passes a game. It's ridiculous. I mean, uh, our ratio is off. We don't have a running game. There's a lot of things that are going to happen. You're absolutely right. The dead weight is gone because next season, I'm telling you, half the players on this team will be gone. You can bet on it. Thanks for the call, my brother. And next, we have my brother in Vegas, Raider Knuckles. What is up? Raider Greg, what's going on, man? It's Raider Knuckles out of Vegas. Um, I don't know, kind of tired of seeing us have to trail all the time and then play catch-up the second half entirely, you know. And it's worked out pretty good for us in the wins that we do have, but it, it gets stressful. I mean, we did a good job at it today until our unfortunate, you know, interceptions by Carson Palmer, who, however, did actually pretty good on stats, but still the interceptions are just, you know, they just happened when we really didn't need them to happen. If, on a positive side of it, I guess you could say, you know, we still got half a season left. And even though we have two starting injured running backs, I don't know. Anything could happen, man. Anything could happen in football. So we'll we'll see how we do. I will say the play calling offensively did get a little bit better. We've seen more of a variety out there. But – our defense, I don't know what's going on. McLean is not covering people. Huff is just getting burnt all over the place, man. I don't what the fuck is going on with Michael Huff. I don't understand it. You know, this this guy got left in the dust like so many times tonight. It's ridiculous. And then, you know, I'm listening to the commentating on the game and they're making this fucking Martin guy look like a fucking rock star. Say, Oh, the best game of the season, best running back in the NFL. Bullshit. It wasn't all you, buddy. It was us that was giving you those yards. So you could thank us for that. 
because trust me, you play a te- another team that's got a legitimate defense, you're not getting thick for yards. I promise you that. So don't let your little ass get too cocky, homeboy. You know, and, and, and I feel bad saying that about my own team, but the truth is there. Our defense, you know, is asleep. So my fucking great-grandma, who is dead, could fucking run a lot of yards on our defense the way it is right now. So I don't know. We'll see what we have, what we got to do, man. We'll see what happens, you know. And I'm still a diehard fan. I love my Raiders, but I'm like the rest of the nation, man. I'm a fed-up fan, and I want to see some fucking Raider football. You know, I want to see more victories. No, no, no more of this eight and eight shit. You know, it, it, it's time for us to rise up, man. It's time for us to fight. I can see a little bit of spark on the team, but we got to be smarter. And it looks like we're kind of going backwards in a way, but you know, it is what it is. But uh, on a lighter note, let's, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to next weekend uh, here in Vegas on uh, Saturday, I believe it is. We're having a big Raider Nation gathering here, and uh, a few of the superstar fans are coming down, especially uh, Gorilla Rilla and the Hazmat Boys, just to name a few. So I'm looking forward to kicking it with them and chopping it up. So, uh, you know, that's that's part of being the Raider family, man. There's still good stuff to look forward to like that. So, uh uh, sorry for the long message, but just wanted to vent a little bit. And I'm sure everybody else in this bowl line is going to. So uh, keep your heads up, nation. Raider Knuckles. Go Raiders! Yes, indeed, it is frustrating. We have all been waiting for this team to turn around, but I do think that the new regime is going to make some difference, and it's going to start next season. We are going to get some good players and we're going to do some different things, and we'll do them with different people. So, you know, it is what it is this season. At the end of the day, we just got to ride the wave and see what happens and look for the players who want to keep on the roster because I already know a few that I want to get off the roster. <laughs> Thanks for the call, brother. And I'm sure it will go down in Vegas for the Baltimore game. You guys can party up, I'm sure. So have a good time, have fun, and, uh, well, go Raiders. Next, we have Redder Dave, and he's from New Jersey. Now, this state was just pummeled by a storm, and he's got probably friends and neighbors that have been blown away. I mean, literally, uh, the wind and rain and everything else. And listen, he is more concerned with this goddamn team. I just got to love this fan. What's up, man? Yeah, this is uh, Raider Dave from New Jersey. Just watched uh, McFadden get uh, 17 yards, I think. And a rookie score four touchdowns uh, from Tampa. You know, it's time to get rid of McFadden. Piece of garbage! Garbage! Tired of shit. Get out of my team. Bunch of garbage. Two years. Bullshit. Raider Nation. New Jersey Nation. Out. Well, there you have it. The injury-prone McFadden is, well, what a surprise, injured again. Hey, man, it just wasn't working out for him, and I don't even know if he was making all kinds of yards it would matter. He'd probably get hurt because he's been hurt about the same time of the season every year. Surprise, surprise, 
not. Thanks for the call, brother. I feel you. And next, we have a first-time caller, the East Coast Raider. What is happening, man? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is the East Coast Raider calling from Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, first-time caller. Hey, I got to say, we have some serious issues to take care of, but I hope everyone didn't think we were going to run the table after beating the Chiefs and the Jaguars. A lot of work to do yet. Uh, giving up way too many yards on the run. Penalties starting to sneak their way back in, not digging that. There is one thing I'm going to say positive, and that is we have a baller in Rod Streeter. And I'm not even talking about the touchdown. Look at the play before the touchdown. Streeter went up. He knew he wasn't going to make the play to catch the ball, so he smacked it away from the receiver. That's a veteran play. You won't see a lot of people make that one. Streeter was all over it. He's got a lot of work to do before he's polished, but Streeter's on his way. Expect to see more of him in there. One thing i got to say from the East Coast, we were forced to listen to, the, listen to and watch the Fox Channel's uh, broadcast of the game today. John Lynch, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, was there on commentary. I don't know if he's still getting paid by that team or what, but John Lynch was all over the Bucks today as possibly the greatest team in the history of professional football. It was painful to listen to. Anybody who's watching the game through Fox knows exactly what I'm talking about there. John Lynch could not have stopped gushing about the Bucks from the first snap of the game. Uh, hopefully we won't have to hear as much of that in the next coming weeks. Next week, right here around the D.C. area, we'll be heading up for the Baltimore game against the Ravens. Like I said, I know we got some work to do, but uh, we got plenty of ways to go for the year yet. Going to go into Baltimore next week, hopefully show them what's what. Thanks a lot, guys. This is the East Coast Raider. Out. Now you're getting the idea. This guy's got it. You know, there's some players on the team that we're going to have to keep and develop, and this is one of them. Streeter's one of them. And, uh, you know, as we develop these players, we'll have other players to, to shore up places that are weak on the team, and we should just start to improve as soon as next season. It's hard to watch this season, however, but it is what it is, brother. At the end of the day, thanks for the call, and you will have a good time in Baltimore because that D.C. Raider Booster, Booster Club. D.C. Metro Raiders Booster Club. Has got it going on for show. And next we have JR from Richmond, Virginia. What's happening, JR? Raider Nation, what up? This is Raider JR, Richmond, VA. Man, I just got done watching fucking game. I don't fucking understand it. How one week we could look so damn good, next week we just look like fucking. Division three college football players out there on the field. And, yeah, you can damn sure go ahead and give Mr. fucking McClown his goddamn nickname back. He ran right by Doug Martin in the hole, and the fucking dude breaks off a 76-yard run in his fucking ass. McClown, you definitely get your shit back this week because you fucking sucked ass yesterday. Fucking Carson Palmer, dude. Man, I have faith in you when we got you, man. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Then you throw the fucking interception. I mean, you could have won the game for us, man, been the hero. Then you throw the goddamn interception, and you got this fucking look on your face like, Duh, uh, he's wearing white. That's not my team player. What the fuck, man? Get it together. Anyway, man, we'll be in Baltimore this weekend for the game. 
paying these fucking high-ass price tickets for these fucking piece-of-shit-ass seats. But I'm going to go support my team because that's what a true fan does. We'll hook up with Crusader Raider out there in Baltimore this weekend. We're going to get our party on. Hopefully these fucking clowns can pull out a win for us this weekend. Raider Nation, Raider JR, I'm out. And there you have it. Raider JR laying it down, and he's going to Baltimore for this game. I can see that. It's right around the corner. And he's going to be with Crusader Raider, who is indeed going to party down, and I'm sure they'll be... You know, it'll be a lot of fun no matter what happens in the game. Now, listen, man, uh, we had a tough game. This is our first real opponent in three games, honestly. Other than the Falcons, man, this is our first big opponent. I told you it was going to be hard, and it surely was. So, you know, we're rebuilding. Uh, I hope we get a win in Baltimore. I'm not holding my breath. I'd like to see a decent game. That's all I ever ask out of this team. Thank you, brother. Thank you for the call, and have a blast there in Baltimore, bro. Uh, next, my very good brother, Raider Todd, man. Here's a passionate Raider fan who sees it that uh, the quarterback is the key to our success. Now, I disagree with the man, but I do respect him. What's up, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Ty. Palmer is a truck, man. He wasn't even touched. Put in Terrell Pryor, man. At least we have a quarterback that can scramble and can run. He got nearly as much interceptions as he do as touchdowns already with us, man. That was a magnificent comeback, and he wasn't even touched, and he threw an interception, man. Threw it right to him. That dude's a truck, man. Please, please, please. Get Palmer out of there. We have a quarterback that can run with speed, man. They have to worry about containing him, and then that'll leave room for the play action for us then, too. He should have just threw it away. There is the passion of a man who really likes Terrell Pryor, man. I know. And maybe they'll put him in because I don't know if we're going to do very good this year. We need to see what he can do. I don't think he's going to do any better than uh, anybody, but he's not going to do as good as Carson. Uh, he wouldn't have been able to bring us back, but we'll see. Hey, man, I don't make the rules. I just try to see what they might do, and I don't think they're going to do that, but they could. Thanks for the call, man. It's always good, man. And next, a very true blue and cool dude, may I say, and a lovely wife, which is also very sweet. Uh, my good friend, Raider Mike, uh, the Tempest of Tampa. And, uh, you know, I gave him a hard time when I met him. I called him Six-Minute Mike. But he could do a whole six minutes and make it sound good, man. The guy's got great takes. What's up, Mike? Raider Greg, Raider Mike, Tampa, Florida. Uh, give me a call. Reference to uh, another loss that we shouldn't have lost. Our defense took tremendous steps back. I mean, we give up 265 yards rushing to Doug Martin. I mean, hell, he's good, but he ain't that good. Our defense, mainly Rolando McClain, out of position. Our linebackers, you know, same crap, no gap control. They just don't stay in their lanes and don't read their gaps, and it's just, you know, 
Same thing. That's one of those big runs happen, the middle linebacker out of position. Also, we got exposed with the long ball, Michael Huffmate. You know, I thought he was going to be a mainstay there at corner, but uh, I guess he just had a bad game. I don't want to be too hard. He's played pretty good, so he just kind of got exposed a little bit with Vincent Jackson, but I guess Vincent Jackson is the elite receiver. We showed some fight towards the end, but the anemic play call of Greg Knapp, I mean, he's got to get the hell out of there. He sucks. They try to mix it up. They just need to stick with the power blocking scheme. Every time they ran a power blocking play, McFadden would get yards. Of course, unfortunately, he gets hurt again. And then Goodson twists his ankle. And then Carson Parmore forcing the ball again like he did in the Atlanta game. You know, we had a chance to win that game, and he forced the ball when he didn't have to, just thinking and dunking downfield. It took eight weeks for this Greg Knapp to figure out that Marcel Reese is the X factor. I mean, we should have been using this guy the whole time. That's what, you know, Hugh Jackson last year, that was our secret weapon, and we haven't even used him hard. Except for this game, he finally exploded when we were throwing to him. It's a rebuilding year. We just got to deal with it. You know, you kind of get your hopes up that we're going to get to 500 and we could, you know, do something, but I don't know. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, it's just one game. I mean, we can, hopefully when we go to Baltimore next week, we can play a lot better, but you know, Ray Rice is the same type runner as Dogmar. He's short and compact, and you know they got a good offensive line. We could have the same problem. So uh, defense has got to get it together, and Carson Palmer's got to get it together. I mean, he's got to stop making too many forcing the ball. If the play's not there, stop forcing it in double and triple coverage. Just throw the damn thing away. Dump it off to a back or something. I mean, ridiculous. You know that last interception we could have won the game, or at least tied it. I mean, I don't know why. I can understand that first play throwing it downfield, but the second play, he throws it in double coverage and Ahmad Black intercepts it. So anyway, Red Greg, I know I haven't talked to you since the Atlanta game. It was good meeting you. I haven't called, had a chance to call in, but it's good meeting you, good talking to you. And uh, it was good seeing the Raider Nation course in Atlanta. That game we should have won, but oh well. Uh, hopefully we can get it together next week for Baltimore. If not, you know, it's going to be the same thing. Ray Rice is going to run for almost 200 yards rushing on us, too, because he's the same type of back. So, anyway, we're going across country, too, in cold weather. So, we'll see what Raider team shows up that game. Uh, Jack or Hyde again, I guess. Raider Nation for life. Peace. It was indeed a pleasure to meet you and your lovely wife. It was fun. It was a great party. Uh, it was nice to meet you, Mike. And this team, man, I mean, I don't think so. I think we've been exposed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and now uh, everyone knows the weakest points of our team. And uh, we'll see if they come and bounce back. But tell you what, man, the Ravens are uh, (laughs) like Tampa Bay Zillas. They're better than Tampa Bay. So let's hope the Raiders can, you know, muster up some good running game and some good offense because if not, it's going to be a long damn day. Thank you for the call, my brother. And next, we have an epic rant by one of my very favorite callers. That would be the Raider Biatch. What's up, girl? Hey, guys. It's Raider Bitch. Fuck this shit. I can't even fucking imagine how pissed off you guys are. Raider Greg, I know you left for your car well into what I'm watching right now. There are 19 seconds left just clicking off the fucking clock, and here's Alan sitting there looking like it's the day at the beach. 
it's it's just disgusting to not win at home. I, I'm so over this. I, I it's fuck. My superstitions are back. Yes, I'm killing chickens. I'm gonna go sacrifice a pig. I don't know what ne- is next, but it's gonna happen. We got to pull this shit together. I'm gonna be there in two weeks. I know there was a lot of people who came in town for this game. Just fucking sick. So you want to know what? I've got a bone line. My fucking bone don't have a bone. I got a fucking softy for this shit. That's Raider bitch. I'm out. I love you guys. Yeah, well, I guess the rest of us got a softy on this game. That's a fact. That is so freaking funny. I can't even tell you. Good call. Uh, We'd be looking forward to seeing you and yours uh, in a couple weeks. And next we have the Submariner. That's right. The Surface Radar. What's up, man? Hey, Ready Greg, Ready Nation. Um, this is the Surface Raider hot on the back of that uh, come from in front defeat to the Bucks. Uh, yeah, I thought they did a great job of fighting back, uh, and then it all went a bit wrong. Um, what I'd like to say, and this is pretty much the only thing I'd like to say, uh, don't hang this all on Palmer. If you run the tape back and you look at that again, you look at the, those turnovers again, it's receivers are in the wrong place. There, there's a breakdown in communication somewhere between our receivers and our quarterback, and that's coordination, and coordination belongs to the coordinators. Um, I, I don't know what's happened there. I don't know why it's happened, but Palmer is expecting both of those guys to be different places. Um, that's the thing they've got to go away and sort out. We need crisper route running, and we need receivers who don't put the ball down. Now, I've never been a great believer in receivers being the, the difference maker in teams. They're not, but they need to be competent. Uh, and we need receivers who can run the route they're expected to run, know the plays, and then not put the ball down. If that happens, Carson Palmer is going to look like the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, I personally think we're extremely lucky to have him. I expect he's going to get a lot of heat for this. But I have complete faith in Carson Palmer. I think he's the best quarterback that uh, the Raiders have had since Gannon. Uh, and I think that we need to go and find him some better receivers. We'll do better things with the receivers we've got. As far as McFadden goes, uh, once again, he's uh, we're all waiting to find out how serious that is. But the plus side is, with Greg Knapp's zone blocking offense, it doesn't really matter whether McFadden's playing or not. Um, and in the interest of the, the future of the Raiders in general, I give him the rest of the year off, because he's not going to go anywhere. You can't run through holes that don't exist. Zone blocking thing fucking sucks, and we're going to keep getting dicks until something happens. Anyway, um, Roll on, roll on. Another Sunday, another game. Um, keep the faith, guys. This will all come right in the end, just maybe not the end of this year. That's it, Surface Raider. I'm out. Go Raiders. Yeah, Palmer's, it's not Palmer's fault, man. We need a better offensive line. We need a running game. We need a running back. You know, McFadden's not the guy. As much as I want to make him the guy, he ain't the guy. We need a tough guy that can get through any hole and drag three defenders for eight yards. That's the kind of guy we need. And we don't have it. And we're going to have to go out and get it. We need a defense. We don't have that either. So this year we'll have to muddle through and hopefully we'll win a game or two so we can see who's really worth a shit on this team and then keep them for next year when we add some talent. Great call as always, my brother. And next we have Raider Mystic, man, you can hear in the background. He is true. Raider Nation. What's up, man? Hey, Raider Greg. Raider Randy. It's Raider Mystic. 
On my way to work, 6 a.m. in the morning. Can't wait for this Ravens game, actually. Really looking forward to this Ravens game. I have a good feeling about it, despite what you may have seen, what you may have heard. I think they're going to show up at 10 in the morning on the East Coast. I guess it's actually 1. But, you know, 10 here. And uh, I think we're going to see Flacco get fucked up. Maybe a few interceptions. I think we actually might win by a couple touchdowns, too, for some strange reason. Don't quote me. But damn, it feels good to be a gangster. And damn, still, it feels good to be a Raider. Signing out. Much love. Well, it always feels good to be a Raider. It feels better when the Raiders are winning, however. And uh, Baltimore, I hope you're right. I have a different idea, but I hope you're right, man. Maybe the super freaks will show up and blow everybody's mind. That'd be nice to see. I'd like to see the Raiders at least play a decent game of football. Thanks for the call, brother. Next, we have Raider Base from Ontario, California. What is up, my brother? Hey, what's up, Raider Craig? Um, this is Raider Base calling from Ontario. Um, I just wanted to hit on a couple quick points. Um, Aaron Curry was activated, um, so I guess uh, he might be playing this game. Um, I'm really interested to see what um, how our defense is going to look with him, with uh, Burris, Curry, and Philip Wheeler. Um, you know, I'm kind of you know kind of excited to see what happens. Maybe you have Wheeler and Curry on the outside, and and Miles in the middle, or However, they want to sh- uh, shift around the linebackers. I know um, Curry was practicing every linebacker position. Um, I'm also a little disappointed on the loss. You know, thought they could have gave a little bit of a better uh, effort in front of the home crowd. But you know, Doug Martin's a hell of a running back, and um, you know the the defense had trouble containing him. And, you know, it's one of those few games that, you know, the defense has a fluke game. And on the other side, you know, Palmer, damn, who knew he could still throw for over 400 yards? Overall, I think he did a a really good job. A couple of miscommunications with the wide receivers, but as they get experience, they'll get that down. But it's, it's good to see that, you know, they're building chemistry and, and we do have a legitimate passing game. Um, um, the other thing I want to talk about is um, the defense. I see we're getting some players back from the secondary. I see Bartels practicing, um, and that's good. We need a, as many people as we could get back there. And I, I like Streeter, what he did, catching the ball. And Brandon Myers, you know, keeps doing his thing, low pro guy. You know, anything that happens this season for me is really a plus. You know, I, I I never really had high expectations for the season, but how I look at it, you know, it's a tryout. So everybody's trying out, and 
we're kind of getting the building blocks that we're going to be building around for the next couple of years. Finally get some draft picks, so we get to actually tune into the draft for the first couple of days. Not like, uh, not like recent years that, you know, you got to wait until the third or fourth round to finally watch the draft. Um, there's a lot of good players that we have on this team right now, and, you know, we could build on that. So I'm really optimistic of where this franchise is heading. You know, I like um, our defensive coordinator, and I just thought it was a fluky game, you know. You know, they could pour a little bit more heart, but, you know, those games happen, you know. So anyways, Raider Craig, I want to thank you for, you know, playing my messages, and, you know, I'm looking forward to this next game, and, you know, we could give this, the Ravens a scare. So let's see what happens. Well, I'm Raider Base, and I'm here, and I'm out. Thanks. Well, Curry won't play right away, uh, not very much, because he's not in football shape at all, period. So he'll probably play a little on special teams, and I'll throw him in a couple packages, maybe the nickel. We'll see how it works in, but they don't want to push him too fast and too furious because he's not in shape, and he missed a lot of time. We're getting the, the players back that have been injured, but everybody's playing for a spot, man. That's what you said. That's the truth. You know, we have a lot of draft picks. We're going to use those and trades to make this team better next season because we're on the edge, we're on the bubble, and we're going the right direction. Now, Raider Nation, I don't know much about this next game other than it'll be hard, and I know that the Raiders can win because we have the talent to do so. And if we play a good game, we can come out with a victory. But that being said, no expectations. Look forward to this game. Just play some damn football. That's what I say. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. Out.